0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This this is called The Weekly Pint. It's a uh, it's a show, if I can find the right button. It's a, it's a show where we sit down, we talk about everything that's happening uh, during the exciting week that uh, we just rolled through, uh, preview some of the stuff that's coming up in the coming week, and we just really sit down and have a drink together. Uh, it's a happy hour. It's an excuse to sit down and have a drink together because uh, um, sometimes we just need that. We just need to sit and have a drink together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this is a, a an action-packed show, too. I have a lot of things that I want to cover. Um, but before we get into any of that, uh, we do have to drink together. That's that's the whole point of this. So uh, as you jump on the chat, uh, feel free to uh, um, tell us what you're drinking, as you guys can see. Um, let's see. Josh is having a Bodie. Um, this is from Columbus Brewing Company. Great IPA. Um, Caroline is having West Cider, uh, the apple pie and attempting to put the boy child to bed. Um, when I uh, um, when I came down, ours was just waking up from some kind of evening nap that he decided to take. So I can hear him running around upstairs right now, um, and uh, who knows what time he'll actually go to bed. So that's gonna be fun tonight. <laughs> um, let's see, Marco is having psychopathy. Um, let's see, uh, Julia is having high uh Belgian uh, duble. Um, I don't remember what that one's called, Um, but uh, is that Oost? I think that's right. Um, um, Let's see. Marco says, you look cold. Turn on your heater already. It's January. The heater's on. Um, I did um, finally block off every vent down here just to uh, try to keep it cold down here. I like it cold in the basement, especially uh, with the beer cellar. It's like a big fridge. I like it. (laughs) <laughs> Julia says the can is downstairs I'm pretty sure it's it's Oost I think is their Belgian double I could be completely wrong about that though uh, I've been wrong before um, And my wife and my children let me know Every time that I am So I <laughs> could, could possibly be wrong um, I'm going to crack open a beer right now um, Got my wonderful Be Gnarly Drink Local glass And we're going to dive into an esoteric beer um, This is Black Bouquet uh man, I need to get a light over there. Black Bouquet, this is their uh their brown ale, um Dahlia with Black Coffee. It is uh 5.3% and um it is collaboration with Black Owned. Uh, it says together crafting black excellence, two brands, one mission, a call to action for all of us to unite as one community to touch more hands. It is our hope that the high standard used to create this beverage will spill over into the minds of the people who journey with us. Don't spill any black bouquet. Dolly with black coffee, limited release, uh, 2021. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, I just picked it up out of the tap room the other day. Um, it's still drinking great if this is actually from twenty twenty one I don't know if it is or if they just use the same label all right all right we're gonna we're gonna dive into this. I had one of these uh while watching the game this weekend. lest anyone worry, I do have tonight's game on right there. Yeah, I mean this is this has to be a new batch of it. There's no way this is from 2021 because uh the coffee still jumps out. All right. We're going to dive into this. I mean I need to tell you what this looks like. It's a it's a brown ale. So it's uh it's brown um with a nice big uh tan head on top. But yeah, the aroma. Uh it's uh fresh kind of roasted coffee. Mm, that's Maybe some like bread if you're really kind of looking for it. But that's kind of the coffee too. All right. Let me get in here. Mm. Uh, Smooth, roasty, bready. Uh, Definitely the coffee comes in. That's great. Um, Vernon says, found a uh, Wolf's Ridge um, uh, Buchenrauch from 2021 in the back of the fridge. Trying it now on my own risk held up solidly with some of the bacon and campfire has dropped out <clears throat> it sounds good to me <laughs> um yeah, it's a good beer yeah. mm. <sighs> with how many um with how many like lighter coffee beers exist around the city, and then also with how just coffee beers in general kind of go. People tend to go stouts or here in Cincinnati, a lot of the lighter coffee beers, uh, something like this, I think is uh kind of a nice refreshing take on it. It's, it, uh, um, it doesn't come off as like that bitter kind of coffee. And it also doesn't come off as too kind of, uh, latte like, um, it's just that kind of good round, smooth, roasty coffee. It's, uh. Um, it's good. It's a good showcase of coffee in my opinion, but yeah, good beer. I like that. I shall drink that. Uh, let's, uh, let's dive in here. We have a lot of things to cover because, um, there's, there was a lot of, a lot of, uh, um, kind of crazy news this week. Uh, um, some, some local stuff, which actually wasn't news from this week. Uh, I've been sitting on for months at this point. And then also, um, uh, some bigger kind of national news. Uh, Marco says he's using the same glass. Um, Lee is was gifted a six pack of Yingling Hershey Porter and wrapping it up tonight. Man, <laughs> I had that beer. Uh, it's been a while, and um, I I I didn't like it when I had it. <laughs> it was way too much uh, kind of kind of artificially chocolate kind of flavor to me. Um, I, I I didn't enjoy it very much. Um, uh, but. You know, to each their own. Uh, If it's in my fridge, I'm drinking it. I'm not going to let it go to waste. So there's no judgment uh, coming from me about drinking Yingling Hershey Porter. It might be good, like, mixed with something else, like mixed with another porter. Maybe that would kind of balance out all of the stuff that I didn't like about it. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it would still not taste great. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, uh, but i tell you what has tasted great is the things that I've been drinking this week. Um, and I've had a couple really great things um, coming into this week's uh, show. Um, which brings us to the first segment. Uh, the best things I've drank this week. Um, and it started off last week. Um, I went to two different bars that were new to me. I like uh, trying to try new bars when i come across them and um one that i had been uh sitting on for a while that i had not made it to uh was the uh we'll call it the new space in the uh the back of the party source the merchant's club this is their um uh replacement to Braxton Labs uh when they when that closed uh it's a cocktail forward bar, uh, bourbon bar. There's a lot of bourbon, but I still think it's kind of um, cocktail forward. Marco wants to know if they had a touch tunes. I do not believe that they did. Not that I noticed at least. (laughs) Um, But what they did have was a really, really fun cocktail menu. um, And I started that off with a drink um, that uh, uh, is called the Pretty Boy Floyd. And I... Was gonna pull a picture of this, and then I think I forgot to do it. Huh? Yeah, I didn't pull a picture of it. I pulled. I had a picture of the cocktail that I was gonna pull up on the screen, and I didn't do it. Sorry. Um, it was uh, um, um, a really great cocktail. It was. Um, man, I can't believe I forgot to pull that. Uh, it was. A rum-based cocktail um, uh, with lemon juice, egg whites. So kind of like a, uh, um, I guess, like a, a twist on a on a daiquiri, kind of, but with lemon juice. Uh, but the thing that caught my attention was the syrup that they had in there that uh, was listed as Sorel hibiscus syrup. And I, I didn't know what that was. So I started talking to the, uh, the bartender and she introduced me to this stuff called Sorel, which is a, uh, a liqueur. So super heavy on the sugar, but it starts with a uh, hibiscus base and then uses all kinds of like dark kind of baking spices and stuff in this uh, this liqueur. Uh it reminded me a lot of Angostura bitters, which I love, and um, I had to try the cocktail. So I did, and it was delicious, and uh, then I drank some of the liqueur by itself because I had to try the Sorel stuff and figure it out. And fell in love with that and was, again, talking to the bartender, and she said, yeah, we, we're, we're discontinuing it in the store, actually, um, and it's on sale right now. Uh, so it was like $10 for a bottle, so I had to get some and bring it home and put it by in my bar so that I could uh, um, try it here in, in the uh, the coming weeks with a couple cocktails that I wanted to do. So um, it was it was a great cocktail, really, really good. It's called Pretty Boy Floyd um, down at the Merchants Club if you ever find yourself down there looking for a cocktail. Caroline says, love the animation. Playing around with OBS. Uh, Yes, sort of. (laughs) Um, It's been trying to incorporate some more production into this show and turn it into the show that uh, uh, it's destined to be. Uh, Julia says, how many cases did you come home with? Uh, I just bought one bottle. There is way more bottles of things laying around this basement that uh, I won't get to for a long time that... I mean, I can't bring all cases of stuff, Um, uh, not to mention the backlog of of beer that I need to be drinking. Um, But um, something like that will definitely find its way into some fun cocktails. And at some point, we'll have people over again for some kind of an event, and we'll mix up some fun cocktails. Um, What got me excited was it was a kind of a bright um, liqueur that... Works really well in like wintry drinks, which I'm drinking a lot of right now. Uh, that dark baking spice kind of thing. Um, I haven't tried it yet the way that it's in my head, uh, but I just want to take it and mix it with whiskey and see kind of how it goes because I think it would just you know, like some kind of weird, um, uh, old fashioned kind of thing. I don't know. So, uh, that was the best thing I drank at the merchants club. Uh, I also. Um last week, I don't remember what day it was, maybe maybe Thursday, I think. Is that that might sound right. Uh stopped out. <coughs> I was t- shooting through Westchester on my way home and saw that a new bar had moved into uh the space right next to the movie theater, which is over by the new Sonder and all that stuff over there. Um the Streets of Westchester, I think is what it's technically called. And uh this new restaurant moved in and it just said k c on the side so I pulled up the um uh, the old Google machine and started figuring it out and it's a place called king Corona and so i uh stopped in at king Corona and uh well actually, I'm probably getting ahead of myself before we get to that because i um i do have a lot to say about that let's let's go to uh the, the we'll skip to the next thing <laughs> that I had that was awesome, and that was a uh uh, Groovy Baby at Third Eye. Um, I did have that this last week and uh, wanted to bring home a crowler, it. I would always try to grab a crowler or two and throw them in my fridge because I love that beer. And uh found out that they now put it in six packs. So uh, write that down in your to-do list. Third Eye makes six packs of Groovy Baby, which is perfect to uh, just load up your fridge with for those those times where you just wanna crack open a beer, but you don't want something super heavy, you don't want something high ABV, you just want something that tastes good, um, that won't uh, weigh you down, and that beer is great for it. So, I write that one down. But, going back to King Corona, which is also kind of the first big topic that I wanna talk about because uh, this place was wild. (laughs) It is uh, King Corona, Uh, and there's a picture of it. It just looks like a, it kinda looks like a tumbleweed. (laughs) Which it, I don't remember what was there when that first when that place was first built. Uh, it might have been a tumbleweed. I don't think so, um, but um, it uh, it was way better than uh, it looks from the outside. Um, I walked in and was kind of blown away by uh, it. It reminded me a lot of um, oh, what is the um, Josh says that used to be a barbecue place. It was like a a burger place right before this i think and then it was definitely some i don't remember man i'd have to i'd have to really do some digging and try to remember what everything that was there but um it's like a uh uh what's the uh what's the fancy taco place the uh uh why am i drawing a blank on this um marco says hustler club not hustler club (laughs) uh it's it was very kind of uh modern lots of neon lots of bright colors uh the music was way louder than i needed it to be um uh but it was just a very very kind of uh especially since i was there kind of it was like dinner time and there was nobody in the place which is uh condado there we go thank you (laughs) no not condado um no, no, I'm I'm completely drawing a blank here. It's it's really not important, um, and uh, uh, so I, I got a seat at the bar, sat down at the bar. Which I do have some pictures of the place if you guys want to. We uh, um, saw that one. That's that's the outside. Um, so here you go. Very uh, uh, Bagger Dave's. Thank you, Julia. Yes, used to be Bagger Dave's. It was something before that though. Um, so very kind of neon very swanky there were strange signs all around which i thought was funny uh, there was one like um in the bathroom that was about like hustling or something and i thought that was strange in the bathroom a sign telling me to hustle so there were things like that that were like motivational signs around like neons and then also kind of things that made more sense like hey i'm going to drink that kind of signs um uh but yeah it was it was good uh this was where things started to get uh um a little 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 weirder. So uh this is the cocktail menu, which I know it's probably hard to see on your screen. But it's a that's a fairly extensive cocktail menu and there's some some really weird stuff on. There. There's a bunch of uh margaritas, which makes sense. Um uh those cocktails. <laughs> there's a lot of bourbon drinks which uh okay, Cincinnati, I get. Bourbon again makes sense. Um but for like a, a Mexican kind of themed restaurant it's latin themed i think is how they described it um very strange and there there's a couple on there that if you really start to dig in there it just don't really make sense uh, but it intrigued me uh, i had to i had to dive into that uh, sat down at the bar the bartender came up and asked me how I was doing and everything i said oh I'm doing great want a cocktail and she's like that's great and I said, this is a this is a pretty wild cocktail menu. And she's like, oh, but they're all great. I can make every single thing on there and they are all delicious. And I said, that's perfect. Uh, just the bartender that I need. Uh, I will I will take the Pisco Sour because I, I love the Pisco Sour. It's been a uh, very long time since I've had one and it sounded delicious. A Pisco Sour, if you don't know, um, it takes Pisco, which is a, uh, uh, was a Peruvian uh, spirit, uh, lime juice, um, and... Uh, uh what am i missing here pisco sour um it takes pisco lime juice egg white i think that's it three parts very very basic cocktail but um uh delicious cocktail and then angostura bitters on top uh and as soon as i ordered it she looked me dead in the eyes and in the eyes and she said yeah i can't make that <laughs> I said, "You just told me you can make anything on the menu. And they were all delicious. She's like, yeah, I just can't. I can't make that one. That's the only one I can't make." And I said, "Oh, that's the one I want." And so she called another bartender over, and uh, he mixed it up for me. And it was, it was fine. It was a good cocktail. Um, not, not the best Pisco sour that I've ever had. Um, gotta use fresh lime juice. Uh, that goes to every single cocktail bar that exists on the planet. If you want to make actual craft cocktails, you have to use fresh juice. It makes a huge difference um, and you can taste a difference. And uh, especially in a cocktail like that, that does not have a lot of moving parts to it. Uh, if one of those ingredients is not right, the whole thing kind of falls apart. So um, it was it was okay. <laughs> um, the... Uh, It just wasn't, it wasn't tart enough is basically how it uh, broke down. I did also have a margarita while I was there, which uh, was, was interesting. I think uh, it's on there somewhere. I I can't see it from my screen, but uh, it was one of the margaritas, one of the specialty ones. And this was a different bartender at that point. I think, Uh, I don't know if I embarrassed her by ordering the one cocktail she can't make, but she never came back. (laughs) <laughs> so whatever. Uh, there was another bartender that came up. Um and uh our communication was a little difficult. I don't think uh English was his first language and he uh um, asked me what I wanted and I ordered the uh, the margarita that I that I wanted off of here and then he asked if I wanted it on the rocks. And I said, "No, no, no. no. I I wanted uh want it just neat, um uh, uh, no rocks." And he said, "Okay." And then he went over to the taps, poured a house margarita. Right on in a in a rocks glass full of ice, threw his garnish on there and handed it to me with a big smile, and I said thank you, (laughs) and I drank it and it was fine, but it was not at all what I ordered, and uh, um, I don't know if at that point they just realized uh, you know cocktails aren't our thing. I don't know, I don't know, but the whole thing fell apart for me. Um, Everything tasted fine, uh, but it was it was just strange. as I was sitting there kind of enjoying my drinks, um, I was kind of just looking at the menu and kind of figuring out what this place was really about. And I came across a page in the menu that I had to share with you guys because uh, for this, uh, I don't remember what they call it. They have a tagline, it's like Latin Latin something or other. And one of the pages in the menu was El Sushi. (laughs) That's right, you can get your margarita and El Sushi, including the Hot Cheetos roll or, the surf and turf roll. Um, there is a uh, birra roll. I, I don't understand any of this. I don't know. I don't know what this is about. I don't over here. Um, it's opposite when I'm looking at it. I look like it should. It looks like it should be here, but it's actually over here. Um, I don't know what this is about. But uh, it was it was odd. It was enjoyable, but it was odd. I did not order any el sushi, um, but you bet yourself the next time I go there, I'm getting smell sushi. <laughs> Marcus says, is this real life? It is real life. It is. It is King Corona. That's how real it is. <laughs> so the next time that you find yourself, uh, over at, uh, at the new Sonder tap house in Westchester, uh, stop into this place, King Corona, because, um, it's, it is definitely, uh, an adventure. <laughs> I love, I love finding places like this. Like how, how is this, how does this exist in Westchester next to a movie theater right down the street from Bass Pro Shop, um, who just announced uh, their opening date. I think it's like February something. So it's, it's coming. And I, when that place opens, I'm pretty sure that that entire development is just going to be full of people. I, I'm, I hope. Um, so that that was that, um, that was kind of the, the big, exciting drinking news for me. Um, the, uh, the big kind of national news that, uh, you guys know we, we have to talk about, um, is the news that, uh, octopi is being sold or is sold, um, to Asai uh, This is the, I guess the last big Japanese brewery that, hasn't moved into the United States with a, with a production facility of some kind. Um, you have Kieran that bought New Belgium and turned that into a big thing um, in 2019. <clears throat> you have uh, Sapporo, who famously bought Anchor and then Stone. Um, and, you know, we all know the story there. But Asahi has been looking since around 2022 to move in and have a production facility here. And they settled on Octopi for a lot of different reasons. Uh, If you guys don't know about Octopi, they are primarily a production facility, or I'm sorry, primarily a contract facility. So they make a lot of other people's uh, beverages, not just beer. I mean, they they make a lot of beer. They made, um, well, okay. So they opened uh, 2014, 2015. Uh, One of the guys that used to, uh, that helped start Five Rabbit, Cerveceria. Excuse me. He came in and uh, saw this opening in the market, he said, to do contract brewing and open this place up and um, was hoping to hit around 50,000 barrels um and then we all know kind of how 2020 happened and it was a little strange and part of that was a lot of contract business and uh the brewery didn't literally explode as far as i know Uh, but the business certainly uh saw explosive growth growth it uh um grew 443 percent in 2020 uh so lots of new business 2021 they grew another 51 percent 2022 they grew another 38 percent. so this this place has just been on this meteoric rise of uh popularity um and obviously that caught the attention of Saï, as they were looking for um not only a uh kind of a high-tech new brewery a big place that was able to handle the uh the volume that they were wanting to do um and also a place that uh um you know they could lean on whatever that business that already existed there <clears throat> as of twenty twenty two they made two hundred and twenty thousand barrels of beer, so about twice as much beer as Ryan guys does volume wise um, but that's not all of their business. that's two hundred and twenty thousand barrels of beer. if you pull in all the other beverages that they do um they made five hundred and eight thousand barrels of craft beverages. Uh so they're making a ton of stuff there. Like a ton of stuff. This is a really big brewery. Um I don't remember where they sit on the um I think they're number thirteen as far as um breweries in the uh, uh the country. Just very, very big place. Um and and now it's owned by acai which which is fine i'm actually kind of torn on the idea uh this doesn't bother me in the same way that it like new belgium kind of uh hurt a little bit and obviously um anchor and stone hurt a little bit this is this is different it feels different because it's still it's, it's a contract facility so it was never the same thing although they do own uh untitled art for anybody that doesn't know that um but it just doesn't feel the same um they, uh, uh, on one hand, I definitely, even, even aside from the octopi stuff and the untitled art stuff, <clears throat> the thought of acai being made here, um, it, on one hand, I, I, I kind of appreciate beer that is made here versus being imported and traveling across the ocean and being beat to hell. And by the time we get it, it's not really the same thing as it was uh, when it was over there. Um, fresh is always better. <laughs> I shouldn't even say that. Fresh is uh, usually better for beer. Um, uh, not really as the case with lager, but um, <laughs> that's, that's a whole different uh, debate. Um it is better for the environment. You're not shipping things across an ocean. Uh, it makes jobs here. Um, it gets, puts more money here. Um, but at at the same time, like there's there's something about you know the tradition of a brewery that exists somewhere um, that we're starting to lose as these things start to happen. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, Asahi uh, owns uh, lots of other companies too. Um I don't think that I oh, I do have a list. Okay. Um they own Peroni. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of them. Um there's a place called Nastro never no, I don't know that. Uh, Kozel. Um two more that you probably do know is Pilsner Urkel and Grolsch. So, um as of right now, uh, they've they've owned Pilsner Urkel for a while. Um has only been made in Pilsen. <laughs> You know, what happens when that day comes where uh, suddenly it makes more sense monetarily speaking or environmentally speaking or whatever it is, and they're like, oh, you know what, we're gonna make Pilsner Urkel uh, in the United States. <laughs> Even if you can make the beer and it's the same, when when you do that, are you losing something that we should be cherishing as drinkers, something that makes drinking what it is? And I think that we kind of are. So on that on that side, it kind of I don't I don't like the way it feels to see um, a company like this uh, opening in the United States. It's 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 a weird give and take. There's there's things that I love about it and things that I I don't. Um, so uh, that's that's kind of my struggles with it. Uh, Marco says that it was not stated if they are keeping the contract customers. They are planning on it. I think the <coughs> the official quote. Um, if I can find it here in my notes, uh, is that um, Octopi is being integrated into Asahi Beer USA but will continue all its contract business. Uh, That being said, once a contract is up, if somebody planning on re-signing another contract um, with a different company that is a foreign company, who knows, you know, time will tell. Um, but as of right now, they are planning on still con- doing the contract business that they have been doing. Uh, it's a huge business. There's no reason why they wouldn't unless all of a sudden they start running into um, some kind of issue where they just can't, they don't have enough space to do it. But I think they would expand before they, they got rid of that, that side of the business, in my opinion, but uh, uh, I don't really know anything. So take that for uh, take that with a grain of salt. Um here's the big news and kind of the uh the we'll call it um uh, the, the the bad that I <laughs> hinted at in the uh, the show title, which is not really bad. Uh it's it's uh um a play on words because we're talking about bad Tom Smith. <laughs> These guys continue to surprise me. Over and over and over again, and if you can see by the picture, um, there's some crazy things happening. And this, there's been some stuff kind of um uh, building for a little bit here. It started, uh, I saw a post, um, well, it didn't start with it. I, recently, I saw a post where they announced that they were um, gonna have wine in their taproom, they did their own uh wine, which is which is great. I think a, a lot of places should be doing that and um aren't that that, that surprise me. Uh but this is a bourbon barrel infused Cabernet. It's gonna be available in the tap room next to their uh their signature Bad Tom Smith uh, bourbon that they uh they contract out. Um it's great. G- great adding new products. Um I like the way that they're branching out and trying to grow what Bad Tom Smith is. Um on top of that uh, recently, they announced on social media that as of next season, uh, you'll be able to go watch a Reds game and at a Great American Ballpark. Not only will there be a uh, bad Tom Smith advertisement up on the uh, um, the scoreboard of the wall or something, there will also be, and I've seen this worded a couple different ways, depending on where you, where you catch it, um, there will be a bad Tom Smith tap room, which from what best I can figure out, um, is uh, it's along the third baseline and it is a uh, just a stand. So it's going to have four bad Tom Smith beers on tap. Um, I don't know how tap room like it's going to be versus just a uh, place to buy bad Tom beer, but either way they're going to be selling beer in the ballpark, which is a, a big deal. Um, How much money you'll make off of that is debatable, uh, but it's certainly, a good way to get your name out there and get people to see your brand that may not have seen it um, before. Marco says, I agree that wine should be a thing for more breweries uh, where it makes sense. Yes. <coughs> That's why no, something like this where you're not worried about making it yourself. Uh, you're having somebody else make it and uh, your your name is on it. So it still feels the same way that feeling that you get from drinking a craft beer uh, gives you. I think it makes sense. Especially for a place like Bad Tom, but that's not the biggest news. The biggest news is this little this little gym that is tucked away. Um, I saw it probably back in November, and have been waiting to get some more information on it, and still haven't heard anything. I will hopefully have a blog post up about it. Uh, if not, if not tomorrow, um, maybe Wednesday. Is, is the goal here, depending on how crazy tomorrow uh, ends up being with work, but um, that's the goal. Uh, this is a new bad tom tap room slash restaurant. Uh, looks like a production facility. Uh, we would have very little uh, details about this because they aren't really ready to talk about it yet. Um, if they posted it at the end of November, this is uh, the only details that I know is that it is a 10,000 square foot two story space. Uh it is an open taproom bar with exclusive bourbon and tequila tasting room. Um so uh the the owner of Bad Tom Smith also owns a tequila uh company a tequila his family owns a distillery and he, so he has a tequila brand that he sells. So I assume that that will be the tequila that's in there. Um I don't know about the bourbon if that will just be the of bourbon or if they're going to start making their own bourbon too. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, there will be, uh, 20 beer taps. Uh, so 20 different bad Tom beers on a uh, full restaurant. Uh, this will be as what they're calling. Um, although they're not telling us where it's going to be, it'll be a destination to remember off of the little Miami river. Um, and, uh, they're not ready to disclose anything else. So, uh, this is this is all we know. They currently have a production facility out in Batavia and that is for anybody that that knows uh Batavia is close to the Little Miami River, not where their current production facility is. With that being said, this could it doesn't seem like the the spot that I would um I would put a production facility but uh um I guess I guess it could be. <laughs> I guess it could just be where that is, but I, I don't know. Um, we will definitely um, figure figure all of that out. Marco wants to know if they will have El Sushi. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I I mean, surely if you're building a, all right, what kind of food do you have to have if you are going to have um, um, bourbon, tequila, and beer? It's got to be barbecue, right? Like that's the only thing that jumps out to me that makes sense for. Uh, just those three things. Uh, they did not say it's going to be, it, I, I assume it will be a full bar, but they were very specific when they worded this as a bourbon and tequila tasting room. So <laughs> it's about as bourbon and tequila, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but man, I, uh, I know that, uh, uh, Bad Tom has, um, received a little bit of, uh, uh, crap over the years. Maybe uh maybe well deserved sometimes, but uh um I still I I still want them to find a way to succeed in this uh ever changing craft beer world. Um Sean says badass in a glass. <laughs> yep. That is the uh tagline I, th- I still think they use that tagline. Um uh Lee says put it in morrow near me, but it might be bad for Valley Vineyards who makes cellar dweller beer. Um, or King's Mills. Um, I think both of those places, uh, Mara would, would be a good spot, but, um, I, I'm still kind of leaning towards Batavia, is, um, my thoughts. I think that, that area needs a brewery. Uh, it probably needs a, a restaurant like this too, and I think it would do good out there. Um, personality. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marco, uh, that is perfect. I think referring to uh, Julia. Um, <laughs> Sean White punctuation is everything. Um, you know, I, I I get I get some of the gripes about Bad Tom. Um, I've had beer at Bad Tom that was fine. I've had beer at Bad Tom that was not fine too. Um, but overall, I don't I don't have the dislike towards them. I think a lot of people do again, not that their beer is the best in the city, but their beer is also not the worst in the city. There are places making worse beer than them. So, um, if they can get their, their ducks in a row, and if this is one of the ways that they do that, uh, I'm all about it. I, again, I want everybody to succeed. And, uh, the more places, uh, the better in my opinion, that's, that's how I honestly feel. Um, so yeah that's uh that's the news this week that's the that's kind of the new exciting things that are that are happening um as a reminder for anybody that has not been paying attention. we are doing next week um Derek says still shocked to see their Ohio City tap room lasted as long as it did yeah. a lot of people are shocked to see a lot of pieces of Bad Tom that has done what it has but um uh, next week. So next Monday, uh, this show will be a little bit earlier in the day. And uh, um, if you tune in the way that we typically do, um, however, the reason that it's going to be a little bit earlier, we're going to go live at 7 p.m. is because it's a live show. It's going to be on location. It's not just live this way. We're gonna we're gonna be somewhere doing the same thing live. So you can sit in the corner and pull it up on your phone and watch it even though it's across the room, I guess, I think you can do that. Um, We're going to be at West side. So uh, West side's tap room. Uh, We'll be uh, taking things over and, uh, and trying to figure out how to do a, uh, a live live show and figure out what that means. (laughs) It's the uh, 200th episode in theory. Um, If anybody has been doing the math, this is episode 198. So next Monday is episode 200. Um, If you do some math in there. Uh, you'll figure out that there might be a special episode coming sometime this week, uh, within the next week, um, just to make the math work. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned for that. It'll be a, that episode will be a little different too. Um, it won't be the same format as this, um, but it'll be same idea where we hang out and we drink together. Um, let that uh, let that be a hint of what we're going to do. Um so stay tuned for that and please come out on um on the 15th for the uh the the live show because um maybe well I, it's uh, I don't there won't really be that many surprises but um we'll see. Did I already drink my beer? Yeah, I'm drinking a beer. I drank it. We're drinking <coughs> this is Black Bouquet from Esoteric. It is a coffee brown ale. Um, and one of these days we will get a, a good, uh, beer camera set up so I can just thunk, put it right there and you'll be able to see what it is. But, um, I'm too busy making, making uh, fizzy graphics. How am I supposed to make beer cameras when I'm making graphics? <laughs> you guys don't even know how long some of these things take for me to, uh, um, to incorporate. <laughs> Oh lord. Let's see. Um Robert says we have a brewery coming to Harrison, Ohio, Hearth Brewery. Have you heard about this brewery yet, early summer opening? I have heard. Um I am, I'm paying attention to it. I'm watching it. Um uh, as, as soon as I know more that's you know enough that I can uh, write something about them or uh, get them on the show. Um you'll definitely hear about it, but um yes, definitely definitely paying attention to them. Uh, it was, there's been a couple projects like that, that you hear them announced or teased and sometimes they happen. Sometimes they don't. I'm excited to see this one still moving forward. Um, so that it looks like it'll still uh, happen. So sorry, watching, watching football out of one corner of my eye here. Um, anyways, uh, that's, that's it for tonight. Um, I'm going to try to get, uh, a little bit more work done. And again, I can hear my children just running around upstairs. Oh, that's good beer. Uh, so with that, uh, we'll cut it short and, um, we'll see you guys, uh, definitely next week, next Monday at 7 PM live at West side, or maybe uh, if you. uh, if you have some kind of notifications turned on you'll get a notification when um when we go live in the meantime um, and we'll uh, we'll drink together then too. <coughs> so tune in for that. Uh thank you guys for hanging out with me. Um, if you like what I do here or if you like what I do anywhere, you can always go to the slash support and you can support that way. Um I'll put in a word with the owners to reach out. That would be great. Um I I I'll I'll reach out to them this week and uh, and let them know that uh we'd love to chat. <coughs> There's a couple places that I need to uh sit down. There's a couple places that I've been desperately trying to get on the show for a long time that um just can't manage to get it scheduled. I do have uh an episode of the Brewcast scheduled to record this week that will uh debut on uh on next Monday. Um so that'll be fun and uh i think you guys will like it it's a um a good uh, a good friend of the show good friend of uh anybody who likes to uh create content around beer so stay tuned for that and um yeah if you guys speaking of creating content if you guys like to create beer content um find the facebook group that we made um on Facebook. Obviously it's called beer content creators. Get on there and, uh, and, and share tips and tricks and ideas and thoughts and, um, feedback and all of that for other people that like to create stuff like we do. So, um, we can all get better at doing what we do. Uh, thank you guys. Everybody have a good night. Everybody, uh, uh, be safe, uh, watch some football. Um, and, uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> And I just remembered that I forgot to turn that on. There we go. <laughs> we will, uh, we'll see you next week. One of these days, I will get used to all of these things that I have to do to make the show work. It's going to be fun trying to do it live for you guys. <laughs> by, by fun, I mean chaotic. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. also hoping for two count them two different youtube videos this week if everything falls into place the way it's supposed to uh so stay tuned for that